I remember flying before and not thinking it was weird. People walked around in socks. Okay, this is um, random. This is random. <laughs> I'm going to preference with that. But, okay, you think like, okay, this is an international flight. I'm going to relax. I'm going to take off my shoes and then I'm going to go to the bathroom and then I'm just going to come back, whatever. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe like I did that once. I don't know. And <laughs> so anyways, now that I'm a flight attendant, I'm like, you know that the liquid on the floor in the bathroom is not water, right? <laughs> it's not water. <laughs> Those bathrooms are so gross. You don't want your little babies walking around barefoot. No. The whole plane is really gross. So I would say at least bring some slippers or something. Have you enjoyed listening to the Incredible podcast? Are you looking for a way to support it? Or maybe you just want some swag? Check out the Incredible store today. We have shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, and so much more. Go to incredipal.org, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-P-A-L.org, and click on the store link. Or go to the link in my socials bio and click on the Incredipal shop. Looking forward to seeing your Incredipal look. Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Welcome to the Incredipal Podcast. And now, sharing his expertise, experience, and excellence with the world, here's your host, Paul Faranby. I'm Paul Faranby. Welcome to the Incredipal Podcast, where we learn to become the best versions of ourselves by learning from each other. Today, I have the honor of having Michelle with me. She's a world traveler and craft connoisseur, I, I should say. Um, that's just a little <laughs> bit about her, but Michelle, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, I'll just expand on that. Um, I'm Michelle. Um, I'm 28, and I'm from Nebraska, but currently live in Houston. Um, I moved to Houston three years ago when I started my job as a flight attendant awesome. and have been here ever since. And yeah, the whole craft thing been just, um, dabbling in craft making, but it's something me and my family have kind of like always done. So yeah, just getting back into it. That's awesome. Really cool. Yeah. So a little yeah. bit to unpack there. So what was the transition like going? Well, first of all, what part of Nebraska are you from? I don't know. Some people don't. Some people think Nebraska is just like one giant state or city. Cornfield. Or, yeah, just cornfield. Yeah. No one lives there. That's true. Uh, well, that people think that. Well, I'm from Omaha area, town called Papillion, Papillion. suburb. Yeah. That's so that's home sweet home. <laughs> yeah what was the transition like going from Omaha to Houston um honestly it was pretty seamless pretty easy right. I had already during college moved away for a while to um teach English abroad in France and then right when I got back I became a flight tent so I moved to Houston um so it's I've always kind of traveled a lot lived in different places um so 
I was happy to get away from the snow and winters and move to a very hot place. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Houston is known for its heat and humidity. Yes. <laughs> it's intense, but better than snow, I would say. I agree with you there. Being born in Nigeria, I'm not built for the cold at all. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but, but then you moved back to a snowy place, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like going <laughs> from New Mexico to St. Louis. But St. Louis has been home and then lived in uh, Nebraska for a while, as you know. But nice. But so tell us a little bit more about. Um, teaching uh, so you you taught English while you're in France right yeah yes I lived in a tiny little Normandy town like um, right on the coast under England mm. and for two years two school years I would come back during the summer but um, I just taught English in a high school it was like part-time mm -hmm. super it's kind of casual um, kind of easy and it was just a chance for me to live my Emily in Paris French dreams and <laughs> um, practice my French and improve it. That's yeah. the hope, anyways. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Sure you got really good at your French those two years. I'm sure much better than I started with, at least. Don't think that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like you don't give yourself some credit, but I feel like your French is very good. Thank you. I can maybe hold my own, but yeah, not completely perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's really cool. So how did that um, even happen as far as uh, doing teaching in France? Like what was it even a process to do something like that? They had advertised a lot in my college since I was also a French major. So they were mm -hmm. like, this is an option for you once you graduate. Is a program called Tepi Teaching assistant program in France okay. um so I just applied and got accepted after that um and had to get my work visa in Chicago and then headed over yeah. so it wasn't too they just really required for Americans like um a bachelor's degree in anything and then you had to have some level of French language ability <laughs> So well. yeah <laughs> not too much but like enough <laughs> enough that you could not get lost while you're wandering in France so I think so they wanted to know that you would stick around and not drop out of the program like why do you want to go and yeah do you have experience living abroad stuff like that so oh nice right so yeah. with that is it more like essay based or interviews or both or how does that work it's been a long time too since I've done it. It was 2016, no, 2017, I think when I applied. Yeah. Um, all I had to do was like write an essay and then fill out their application. And okay. There was no interview of any sort, but there was a long waiting period to get accepted. So it was kind of like up in the air once I graduated, still even like, what am I going to do? Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I found out like midsummer after graduating that in the fall i would be leaving for france that's awesome oh so, yeah so while while you were there did you get to travel a lot or did you stay mostly in france i stayed mostly in france okay. i traveled a tiny bit like 
Greece and Portugal, I think, were the only, oh, in England, because England. one of the other assistants, my friend was from there. Um, we basically had no money. <laughs> that was super fun. Um, yeah, it didn't pay a lot. We just like survived, but it was wow. about the experience. Um, and it was totally worth it. But yeah, I had my own little like shoebox apartment. Like, are you wondering what's next? Has everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel a little bit stuck? Then coaching may be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship that's totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life, want to start seeing results, reach out to Incredible for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to paulferrandby.com or at I am Incredible on all my socials. Click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the best version of yourself. Five minute walk from the beach and oh, wow. I was living my best life. Sounds really nice. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So I know yeah. you mentioned that you were, you were doing that and you kind of transitioned from there into being a flight attendant or was there anything in between or how how did that work before I left France like the maybe a couple months leading up to the departure I was like okay I have this is it for this job and what am I gonna do now at this point I was like freaking out um I was like okay this is where I like start probably like career get more Mm. serious um and So I had applied a couple months before leaving to this particular job, flight attendant, among other jobs. Um, I only applied because I had worked at a hotel previously and this seemingly random lady was there and she was like, you should be a flight attendant. And I was like, is that even, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, is that even a good job? Like, (laughs) why um and she there was, was like so there's no contest co- context like I don't know well okay we were talking and maybe we were talking about like what I would want to do in the future and I was kind yeah. of describing what my vision was yeah she's like yeah you would be a good flight tenant I was like what um so because I told her about like the French thing and okay. I had worked at the hotel at that time and told her my likes and interests and she was like, she worked for a travel agency at the oh, time too. Wow. She was some, I think higher up person, but she's like, yeah, my husband does actually work for United for like a bunch of years mm-hmm. and it's a great company. Airlines have great benefits. Wow. And she's like, you get through the first few years when it doesn't pay so good and then it gets better. And she was just talking it up. And I was like, okay, so I think that's where the seed was planted because I've never, uh-huh. I never like dreamed of becoming a flight attendant. I was like, I'm going to college. Like mm-hmm. I imagine myself like in corporate world or something. Yeah. yeah. And so I just happened to apply to this. It was just on a deed. I knew nothing about all the differences between the airlines. Mm-hmm. Um, just one particular one was on there. So I applied yeah. and ended up being a really good fit for me now that I know about all the airlines and um when I came oh before I left France they had replied they were like okay you've been selected for the video interview so while I yeah while I was still there I did the video interview wow and 
Yeah. So it was self-recorded. It was like timed. They like would pop up a question. You had a minute or two to read it. And then it would start recording your screen and you had to like respond for two minutes. Yeah. So it was like, you still got dressed up and got your game face on. Yeah. Um, And you get like one shot at that. And apparently they get like thousands of these interviewers or whatever videos. And then they choose certain people for an in-person after that, which is the final interview. So I think I found out that I had gotten selected for the in-person one before I left for France as well. So super happy. I scheduled it for like a week after I would get home from France. Mm -hmm. Um, They flew me from Omaha to Houston. Nice. And um, then I did it. And then like before we were leaving, one of the interviewers were like, I thought he said like, we'll see you later. And I was like, what like <laughs> did I get it like yeah um, I've got a clue I don't know yeah so by the time I had flown home I had already got an email that said you got it oh like, wow I, yeah the same on your day. flight back that's like same day <laughs> the same day I like got home and I was like oh I got it <laughs> nice um yeah so but that was in May I didn't get into a training class until December, like six months later. Wow. I was, it was a long time. So I just worked at the hotel again. Um, and then they finally said, it's your time. And they didn't give me, they didn't say, oh, in six months you'll be training. They were like, we'll let you know when it happens. Oh, so you had no clue it was going to take that long. I had no idea. It could have been a year. I got in luckily before COVID. Some people had to wait even longer. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I got really lucky. Um, so yeah, it all kind of just everyone says like, oh, if you don't get it the first time, try again. But it felt like it just like fell into my lap type of thing. Yeah. And awesome. the lady who like I feel like I'm rambling. I never talk this much, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the point of a podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the lady that had like planted the seed for it all before my interview I think I had reached out to her like that I applied or something and she was like okay go ahead and call me before the interview and I'm going to give you pointers that's cool so she was like wear the pearl earrings wear a bun talk about this I was like good to know I don't know (laughs) (laughs) Um, she's like wear blue because that's the company oh yeah um, so anyways that's how I got the job. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I think people, from what you said, can kind of guess where you're at, where you were at. But can you say it? Yeah, I'm I'm at United. Yeah. United, United Airlines. Yeah. yeah. It just it just seems like everything just lined up, like even from planning the see to the interview process, like everything just kind of lined up for you. I know. And it's been such a I didn't even this is going to sound bad probably, but I wasn't even that excited about it. Oh, really? <laughs> I wasn't. Even, I literally I was looking at my phone and I told my brother, I was like, oh, I got it. It's like, uh, <laughs> I was like, this is not what I like imagined for my mm. career and stuff. I yeah. was like, we'll just see what happens, see if I like it. Yeah. Lifestyle's probably crazy. and yeah. But now the lifestyle is my favorite part of it. So. That's awesome. That's super cool. But, so, 
you said it wasn't what you imagined. Did you have like a dream job coming out of college or while you're in college or kind of like a career path you were thinking? I think I was imagining like business something, yeah. um, like office setting. Um, I started out as an accounting major for like three years and then I was like, I don't like that. So <laughs> the last year I switched to international business mm-hmm. and I always thought working for an airline sounded cool on the corporate end. Oh, okay. So I was like, that sounds good. And then I ended up as a flight tenant. So, wow. Yeah. That's yep. super cool. I think it's it's funny because I, I can relate to you as far as like where I'm at and not imagining that that's where I was going to be or even thinking about really? it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, like working in manufacturing as an engineer, continuous improvement, like at the beginning when I first went to college, I was, engineering was a backup, if you can believe that. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. What? What was the first (laughs) So I was like, to go to med school and become a doctor. I didn't know that. (laughs) I kept it on the DL, but that was... It was what I thought I wanted, but then other experiences came up and then I just took them as they came and I fell in love with it. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy where things fell into place. I mean, I guess you can't plan everything. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And I feel like when you try to plan stuff, like other stuff just come up and it's just life's way of, or God, for me, I feel like it's God's way of directing you where he wants you to be. So. Yeah, exactly. Which Pretty is cool. cool. But cool. I have a roller coaster sometimes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Definitely <laughs> roller coaster. Like, what's so, going on? Yeah, it's like, you just hang on. Jesus, take the wheels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, Basically. I and even when he takes the wheel, sometimes I feel like it's like, I think you missed a turn back there. I think you're supposed to take a right, you took a left. But yeah, you're like, are we still supposed to be going down this yeah. run? Like, like, I don't see anyone else here. I think we're lost. <laughs> yeah. But it all works right. out. Yeah. Cool. Well, I know you mentioned that uh, you, you lucked out as far as when your training was at. So it was like, so you said it before COVID. So I was December, 2019 then? Yes. I started training December 10th, 2019. Oh, you know the exact Um, (laughs) Yes. Um, And so they, everyone gets trained for our company in Houston. So Mm. you don't know where you're going to be based at that time or after training. It's not determined yet, but training is in Houston. Yeah. So it's six and a half weeks of training. They put you in a hotel. Everyone has one roommate. And oh, you have roommates? Yeah, which sucks when you're like an adult. Yeah. But I think they try to weed people out that way a little oh. bit. Can you like deal with conflict or whatever comes up, you know? Okay. That makes, you sense. Can't. That makes sense. I don't know why they do it, but during training, you get a roommate. Yeah. Wow. So, or the six weeks you had a roommate. Six and a half weeks, which wasn't too bad. I didn't have bad roommates. I actually had two roommates because okay. my first one didn't make it all the way through. Oh, okay. So I lost roommate and then they 
they condense the rooms as that starts to happen and so they so, so I, yeah. like you said they actually plan for this to happen. yeah i have i think it happens like every class at least they they lose a few for whatever reason sometimes it's personal reasons for the okay. person sometimes it's you didn't pass your exams sometimes you didn't you know um you don't think it's for you okay plenty of reasons can happen over six and a half weeks <laughs> yeah so you said exams so like multiple exams like how many exams and how often <laughs> but I want to say I can't really remember <laughs> I think it's so like good. at least one a week if not more but Whoa. there's there's like each airplane I think has an exam wow if I'm not mistaken and we have like there's several different of, yeah yeah <laughs> um you also get exams over like the medical portion type of thing mm -hmm. you get exams over um what else is there I don't know those are like the written parts though oh okay. um there's also what would you call it like a performance evaluation so several ones so you have to like be able to do cpr you have to be able to evacuate an aircraft you have to be able to we call there's something called like arming and disarming the doors which is very important we like basically once the aircraft door shuts mm -hmm. we have to activate the emergency slide that would like we're saying like if the door gets opened again yeah. that's why I better deploy so we're telling oh. the door to do that okay so once we arrive at the gate we have to deactivate it or de oh. disarm it so the that slide comes out. and it can literally kill someone if they're standing in front of that door oh. that's how these are very powerful slides so it's like wow. it's probably one of the most important things I feel like that we do during training is learning about the doors because each wow. aircraft of course is armed and disarmed a different way that was important. Um, we also have to be able to know commands if different things happen on the airplane. You have to like memorize them verbatim. Um, you know, mostly evacuation ones. Okay. okay. We had a little like um, self defense class. Um, it was like 10 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> They were like, these are the sensitive parts of the body. You can hit those. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And like basically get people to help you and stuff. Oh, okay. It's like they'll do it by yourself type of thing. Yeah. And okay. just learning how like the work phones work, which has like manuals and important stuff on it. And stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stuff like that. So with the work phones, do you only carry those like when you're on the plane or you have it on you at all times? I have it at all times. Um, it never, it doesn't work like a normal phone. It doesn't ring. Oh. <laughs> they, they call my cell phone if they want me to work. Okay. The work phone just has like passenger information while we're on board. We can make uh -huh. purchases for them on board. Um, has like manuals and um stuff like that so that yeah. makes sense i've seen my attendance with phones and i thought it was just a regular phone yeah 
<laughs> I know people probably think I'm like sexy. I'm like, hold on, like I gotta send a message. <laughs> like, but like, how do you have single up here? Like, what? I know. Yeah, like during boarding, we can communicate with people in the airport. We can be like, oh, we're missing this. Can we get it brought to the plane before we take off? And stuff like that. Nice, nice. Lots of stuff going on in the background, you know. Yeah, definitely a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I have a semi-random question, but it's related to boarding and being on the plane. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure they they told you this at some point. I'm curious. As for well, I used to travel. I don't travel nearly as much, so it doesn't bother me as much. Is oh. that they always tell you to make sure that your seat is up. And then it's most upright position. And I always wonder how much that makes a difference. I feel like I moved like one or two inches. <laughs> They're like, you're going to need to bring that forward now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes That's I don't even realize I'm just like leaning on it and I'm back and they're like, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to um, do what's right. But I didn't, I didn't know if there's like any specific risk, that, any specific risk there, or it's just something that that FAA I think is FAA like says you have to do um it's actually for the people behind you because if we were to emergency evacuate they might have that much more of a hard time getting out of their aisle Ah, so that's why yeah all the tray tables need to be up Mm. all the bags need to be pushed under the seat because you want no tripping hazards Mm -hmm. like it's for an emergency evacuation, basically. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's something I was wondering. I'm wondering if anyone on the podcast has wondered that. And I was like, why do we have to do that? Yeah, I probably didn't know anything before being a flight attendant. I just showed up. <laughs> so. now, you, now you pretty much know it all. Yeah, we're always least, still learning, but At least yeah. more than the average person, that's for sure. I would say yes. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that either surprised you or was like memorable during the training that you're like, oh, like I didn't realize this about flying or like travel or anything like that? I remember flying before and not thinking it was weird. People walked around in socks. Okay, this is um, random. This is random. <laughs> I'm gonna preference with that. But okay, you think like, okay, this is an international flight. I'm gonna relax i'm gonna take off my shoes and then i'm gonna go to the bathroom and then i'm just gonna come back whatever oh yeah maybe maybe like i did that once i don't know and (laughs) so anyways now that i'm a flight attendant i'm like you know that the liquid on the floor in the bathroom is not water right it's not water Those bathrooms are so gross. You don't want your little babies walking around barefoot. No. The whole whole plane is really gross. So I would say at least bring some slippers or something. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, even I like never take my shoes off like in the plane. The only time I did was on like an international flight and I was laying in the bed, but I did not. When I had to get up, I put my shoes on. That's good. I think everyone should. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, a lot of them, they'll give you like slippers too, but I have big feet. So the slippers don't really fit me. Yeah. They're a one size fits all type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I'm not really sure. I think I was surprised by all of it because I had 
I don't know most like well I traveled a lot but it's interesting to see like all the safety related stuff that oh yeah I'm sure I'm sure we have to do yeah I don't think I realized that like I'd be evacuating an airplane I'm not much I like you have to like yell while you're doing the practice things so you're like and they like smoke out the cabin it's like a real airplane cut up yeah and they can actually move it and manipulate it um so they like simulate a plane crash they actually have like wow they have sounds of like crashing and people screaming and smoke and fire in the windows wow and you have to determine like which doors are okay to evacuate out of which doors you block and you have to yell exact commands so that was probably the hardest part for me was like the actual performing yeah that's pretty hard so with that with that simulation are there like actors or people or like the other flight attendants like you have to usher them out like this in a simulation how does that work Yes. So there's four working flight attendants. Okay. And then the rest of the people in our class are the passengers. So this takes like hours, you know, or whatever, how long it takes to get everyone to go through. But um yeah, we evacuate all of our passengers Mm -hmm. and then we get out ourselves and then we get a debrief afterwards and they tell you if you passed or you didn't pass. Oh wow. Um and I didn't pass the first time because I messed up a, I think I just blanked out on the command. I just said something random, <laughs> like, <laughs> get out, <laughs> get out of here, <laughs> save yourself. Um, <laughs> so much. No, I just, I, yeah, I messed that up. So they were like, okay, you're going to do it again. And that made me so nervous because if you don't pass the second time, you go home. Oh, wow. <laughs> cutthroat high stakes um so yeah luckily I passed the second time but yeah so you gotta know your stuff (laughs) yeah I did not realize all that went into the flight becoming a flight attendant that is intense I know it's kind of funny because once you graduate they didn't actually cover that much of the service aspect like the whole serving drinks and stuff (laughs) so we like show we like show up to the first day of work and we're like what do we do like <laughs> should we evacuate the airplane like that's all we know how to do <laughs> I train you for the worst and then they're yes. like they don't train you how to like even like take payment for them yeah <laughs> we're like how does coffee machines work like <laughs> um no they do show us everything but yeah the service is very brief that training I would say so do you have any favorite locations that you got to travel with with united my favorite layover ever was vancouver british columbia canada the northwest gorgeous it's kind of like you just step into the movie twilight um which is my jam um (laughs) (laughs) um yeah we went to the this park i forget what it's called something about bridge it suspension bridge park i think oh and it's got all like the trees and the really long bridges you see on like instagram um and it was like twinkling lights because it was the holidays and they had like soft music in the forest and like it was really cool that was that's probably my favorite city 
and the city is actually really cool it's very like cool. chic so that's awesome so i've only i've been to vancouver once and i'm just oh. wondering if my observation is similar to what you saw is that just walking around like downtown like i was surprised at how clean all the streets were and that there was not grass there was turf well this the parts i was walking around there's like you know how you have a sidewalk and you have like grass on the side for like those in the midwest i know in southwest and albuquerque there's like there's there's no grass because it doesn't <laughs> rain there's like rocks but they had turf there and i was like how rich is this city that they're like <laughs> maintaining turf which i know it gets kind of cold but i don't know if you noticed that i didn't notice the turf but i was only there for like one day um, okay. but yeah it was definitely kind of a bougie vibe like mm -hmm. i'm not surprised but that's like next level yeah it was like rainy and stuff it's dark and uh, whatever but that's interesting yeah it was very clean um yeah i liked it i would go back <laughs> you yeah. try any um, canadian food while you're there like famous canadian dishes maple syrup <laughs> i don't think so we had no nothing no. adventurous i went to like a crepe shop um and I don't remember what I ate. I don't think I ate that much. <laughs> I sometimes pack my food too. It kind oh, of really? like helps when you're traveling. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, not have an upset stomach eating random food all the time and yeah, I can money that. and stuff. Yeah. Definitely understand that. <laughs> I know while I was there, I had some poutine. It was. It was good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. The, the random thing was that it tasted healthier like the food I don't know how to describe it because I went to one of my friends who is in Seattle or he used to live in Seattle and so I went to Seattle and then we, we drove up there because like a three-hour drive and the everything we ate just like just imagine pizza and a bunch of stuff that's usually greasy but like no grease and oh so so it's like it tastes good but it's like something's missing <laughs> like where are the chemicals and the stuff <laughs> yeah um, it's like i don't know it was just it was random because we were we were, we were there for a couple of days and we were thinking like we're eating the food like this is good but like something feels like it's missing and then we realized like oh, there's like no grease in any of this <laughs> interesting um it almost sounds like like the european version of stuff yeah like it's just healthier, yeah, it's, healthier. <laughs> it's kind of sad that we're like that's normal for us is then yeah i know <laughs> yeah but. our standards of food are not very high in the u.s <laughs> So we're just blown away by every other country. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, I know cool. I, but I don't yeah. know any, any um, anywhere else, or I guess I, I live in that's United, but like maybe just in general, I know you got to travel a lot even before you became a flight attendant. True. True. Um, 
I don't know. Well, I never expected really to go to South America, but since I live in Houston, um, we do a lot of South America flights. So I've been to like Colombia, Ecuador, Argentina, um, Chile. Wow. Um, where else? Yeah, a lot of like Latin America. Um, so yeah, I always yeah never thought I would go there. So it's been fun to see different places in the world yeah. <laughs> continents <laughs> so that joins I'm, us i'll go ahead oh i still haven't been to like asia or africa or anything yet so that's it's that's next on the list I'm yeah just, i haven't been to asia either i've only been to africa <laughs> once and i was born there <laughs> well you've been twice then yeah but i don't count the first time because then i i left so like <laughs> Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And you don't remember probably. So very little. I was four when my family oh. left. So like okay. Like yeah. random memories. Probably like you're like, am I making that up in my head? Or yeah, and I, there's some stuff, like even just recently as last year, I said something, and my mom's like, that's not true. That never happened. I'm like, what? Oh wow. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like you told me this, and I feel like we've discussed this. But now it's not true, but who knows? Our memories play tricks on us all the time. So Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's crazy that like you came all the way from Nigeria to mm-hmm. the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right and, down in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah, this like a spot in the middle. It looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. It looks nice. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> So going to those South American countries, did you ever wish that you had taken Spanish? Or yeah, a, little. a little. Well, actually, what I'm most surprised about is that I I can speak airplane Spanish is what I call it. Wait, what? So, yeah, I can speak airplane Spanish. It's a language. Um, I can say like, baño, jugo. Um, ice is, I don't remember. Oh, yellow. Uh, so I know like airplane Spanish. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yes, like airplane related service yeah. items. But um, yeah, no, Spanish would have been really helpful. I don't ever speak French, which is so sad. Maybe one day Houston will get some French flights. But yeah, not sure. I'm surprised that they don't have more because I feel like Houston has a bunch of international flights. Yeah. I know we do go to like Australia and oh, Japan wow. and stuff. Have I been there? No, but we go there. So maybe one day I'll get on those. Flights. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but speaking of French, I know that's how we know each other to keep people on the podcast <laughs> in suspense for the longer that we went to high school together. It took French together for three years when my family moved to Omaha. Yeah, he was, Paul was just the most ecstatic student about French. (laughs) Every day he would talk about how much he loved it. (laughs) That's not true. He hated it. I was going to say, you're going to lie on the podcast. It's not even that I hated French. I liked the language. I didn't necessarily like the class or the country. (laughs) It's just kind of random because i've been to france a couple of times in the last 
here and I like it now. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you took it, Paul, but I think I, it was a fun class. And <laughs> it was a fun class. Definitely was a fun class. I but just, it was so small. That's why we were together in the same class every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think, yeah, because all the uh, the Spanish class there are multiple spanish classes but there's only one i think there's like <laughs> most was there well i wasn't there for french one so i don't know if there's multiple french one classes or not but I think french, there were two there's two i know from french to on when i moved to, <laughs> to omaha it was just all of us yep <laughs> like one class <laughs> it was one class i think we started with like at least 20 plus people and then <laughs> after french three there's like 10 of us or something like that. we definitely dwindled down yes and then by french four i think most people that took french three also took french four paul was also the president of the french club <laughs> <laughs> you're just putting all the stuff out there yeah because i got talked into being the president my senior year <laughs> because no one else wanted to do it and i saw i could see why Oh, that was funny. And then he got slapped with a nice book fine on the way out. <laughs> oh my goodness. I told you we don't talk about that. I know. And then I got one as I was leaving France. So it was like a real library one. They're like, you never returned your books. Oh man, I think that's even worse. Yeah. So I had to send in my little euros to pay off my book fine. Oh my goodness. Anyways, yeah, that's how we know each other. Yeah, that's how we know each other. And yeah, because we didn't go to the same colleges, but I know we were we were talking briefly before we started recording that they're like we all we randomly see each other without planning to see each other. Yeah, like lot. it's been happening for years. <laughs> Even since like college too, because they're like a couple yes. of times you came to Iowa State for yeah for like a conference, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we like run into each other in like airports or just in the mm -hmm. same city. And like, I just like post on Instagram, like, oh, I'm in Omaha. And then you're like, oh, I'm actually there too. So yeah, we've just kept randomly in contact. Yeah, for sure. It's when did we graduate? Pizza. Over 10 years ago. Yeah, we're old. Preface that we say we graduated high school over 10 years ago. College is still, yeah. We're still okay on that. Yeah. We're, and, okay. yeah. We're, not, we're not that old, but when I see some Gen Zers, which is funny because I say that, but I work with, I talk with them and all stuff. I'm going to colleges and stuff, but sometimes I'm like, I don't, I feel like I thought I was cool, but I don't think I am. <laughs> I don't know what's going on at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even try to keep up. I'm just yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> Changing subject a little bit. Some of the craft stuff you're doing. Can you talk more about that? I kind of like wanted um, a little like side business. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like for a long time was just like thinking about different ideas. Mm -hmm. And recently, I was like, okay, let me get into sewing again. Mm. I used to do it like in junior high and like mm -hmm. stuff growing up. But um, so yeah, I've been just like learning how to do different like hair accessories and 
stuff like that just taking it slow um kind of like selling them on the side and um it's been kind of fun I kind of wanted like a something fun to fill my free time a and then also like a almost like backup because I went through the whole like being furloughed during COVID and I was like that wasn't oh yeah bad. we didn't even <laughs> talk about any of that that's true yeah but like maybe yeah. I should diversify my income a tiny bit <laughs> yeah I know it, it's it's definitely a good idea to do that especially like beginning of this year especially with like the all the tech layoffs with Google Facebook Amazon those huge companies i think it's always a good idea to have something on the side or even just something that you're passionate about that makes you happy i think that's good for sure yeah it's been really fun like and also like having a skill that's like a unique or like manual craft or skill or something i think it's like fun so Mm -hmm. I've been enjoying that. Yeah, I just got done making some. I just learned today how to make some bows for my friends. Um, nice. Baby shower tomorrow. So just awesome. learning as I go. Yeah. There you go. Pretty fun. So that's really cool. That's my craft stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited to see where that goes. Uh, do you have like a, a name for it, or are you just kind of just see? Yeah, what's what's it called? Okay, at the moment, it's called Michelle's Traveling Tote Shop. And I can explain because I probably don't know. So I have an actual tote bag yeah. that I like put the name of what I just said on there. Yeah. And that's basically my like storefront. So I can like carry it technically like wherever I go and just sell my little accessories out of there. Nice. Yeah. So that's my traveling tote shop. I like it. I feel like five five years from now, we're going to be talking about these beginnings and how you have stores all over the nation and chains. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a lot of fun, actually. And I feel like I just keep, yeah, it's kind of evolving a little bit. I'm getting a little more confident with it. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's good. Like, yeah, I think business stuff is, it's always, like we said, it's, it's always going to have something on the side and just put yourself out there. I'm sure like, as you were starting, it wasn't the easiest thing to do to, to put yourself out there. Oh no. It was like scary. I was like, actually my goal last year was to make $1. I was like, I just wanted to actually sell something Yeah. to know that I can sell something and somebody will buy it. Yeah. So I like exactly so they had a like at christmas time in the employee like flight attendant lounge mm-hmm. in the airport they had a craft fair type oh, of market nice. so i was like all right this is it i'm gonna sell my little scrunchies at the craft fair and i sold 17 scrunchies oh and wow. i was very pleased with myself <laughs> there you go yeah so it was like not an intimidating environment it was small and it was fun so that's really cool well is there anything i have we haven't talked about or i haven't asked you yet that you want people to know about michelle i don't even know i'm not honestly i'm like a quiet person i feel like 
I don't know if you would agree, but. <laughs> well, I, since I've known you for a while, I would say yes. But for everyone listening to the podcast, it would say no. <laughs> because the point of a podcast is having you talking, so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, I'm just, um, I'm just um, kind of like an introverted travel lover. Um, and. I feel like I haven't taken the most maybe normal path at times. Um, sometimes I have kind of like college and stuff like that, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just really pleased with where I'm at right now, actually. And awesome. yeah. so what would you say to someone? Cause I know you kind of talked about like not taking a normal path that maybe they have some things that they are thinking about doing but they're not sure about it or maybe they have multiple things they're thinking about like what would you say to someone like that I always look at things as like long term Mm -hmm. like say you wanted to start the craft thing like I did yeah I'm just gonna like learn little bits and pieces Mm -hmm. but at the same time you set out like goals for yourself like I'm gonna make one dollar this year okay I made the dollar okay next year I'm going to have quarterly goals. I'm mm-hmm. going to try to do this the first quarter and that. Mm-hmm. So it's like taking your time, but also setting out like um, points that you're trying to achieve yeah. um, and just going for it. I mean, what do you have to lose? I like that. You heard it here, everyone. You heard it what? here first. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have to lose? Go yeah. for it. Um, as far as like, people to find you or like get your crafts or all the stuff you do how can people connect with you you can search um i'm just on instagram right now and it's very new michelle's traveling tote shop if you search that you'll find it um so lately i've just been posting like little projects that i do honestly i'm just kind of trying to build like um like my background so like people can build confidence in my abilities and stuff too yeah um but soon yeah i think i'll post products and stuff eventually to sell on there and stuff so there you go well we're like yeah we're out of time but thank you yeah thanks for being on on the podcast and sharing your story from from college and working in France, being a flight attendant. We briefly talk about being furloughed, but I know that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. <laughs> and <then> even the, <laughs> the tote shop. Uh, I'm super excited to see um, how far you've come. I know like where we both are grown a lot since we were in high school and even college. And I would, yeah. I'm super excited to see all you've done and how amazing your career has been. It's been awesome. Cool. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening and just enjoy your day, evening, or night. Thank you for listening to the Incredible Paul Podcast with Paul Ferranbi. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. And be incredible. Incredible. Incredible.